Hello, this is William Fink, and this is Christoginia Saturdays. Today is Saturday, June 10th, 2017. Praise Yahweh, and thank you for listening. We have, until now, basically ignored this Keck phenomenon and cries for white Sharia and some of the other silly ideas floating around so-called white nationalism. Today we are going to have a general discussion concerning some of these things so that our opinion is heard. Joining me this evening are Mike Delaney of ProThink.org, Alan Rouse, or Star Opperman of the Christogenia Forum, Matthew Ott from the Christogenia Forum, our friend Eric, and perhaps others. There's a few other people here. I pray that you enjoy this, and I pray that we... <sighs> express this message to the extent that we should. White Sharia. Why do we need white Sharia? This makes it sound as if whites have no traditional values. It makes it sound as if whites really don't know enough to have traditional values until these sand niggers came into our country and tried to impose their Sharia. It does not matter that the proponents of white Sharia reject Sandigger Sharia. It still sounds as if we have to get our values from Sandiggers. We do not need the ideas of Sandiggers. Sandigger Sharia actually advocates pedophilia and turns a blind eye to men boogering little boys. It doesn't approve of men boogering little boys, but it happens all the time in Islamic culture, and their law is silent on that. And that's a point I want to make about this so-called Sharia law. The people advocating white Sharia have no transcendental source for the laws that they would like to impose. Practically everybody advocating white Sharia has their own ideas of morals. And we'll get to that in a few moments as well. Just like the Sandnigger Sharia proponents have their own ideas of morals. It's okay for them to booger little boys. And I guarantee you, every adult male Sandnigger, every adult male Arab was boogered when he was a little boy. There's no doubt. And they in turn booger the next generation of little boys because the little girls are valuable. Sharia law is not moral. It's a farce that upholds a perverted, corrupted, sand nigger culture. It's not moral at all. And white Sharia would obviously have very flexible morals as well because it can't be codified. There's no authoritative source for it. But white Sharia, from what I've seen, is really just a joke. Not only poking fun at, but also advocating the abandonment of true Christian values. White Sharia means virtually nothing except what any particular proponent, proponent who embraces it wants it to be. For instance, even the faggots, the sodomites at countercurrents.com just published an article called In Defense of White Sharia. Real nationalists should want nothing to do with those sodomites. White Sharia is not tangible and has no authoritative source that can define it, except the emotions of a bunch of misguided millennials. Christians have a moral code. 
that has already produced the world's most advanced societies. The word Sharia means revealed law in Arabic. And we have already our own revealed law in Christianity. In traditional Christianity, the patriarchy rules. A man is the king of his own house. His wife and children are subject to him alone. Women cannot even make contracts without their husbands. Christian identity is the original strict moral code for whites. Children and wives in subjection to their husbands and fathers and pedophilia and boy boogering are forbidden. Commandments against adultery, fornication, sodomy, and all basic moral violations come from God and are literally written in stone. But the Jew has used the court systems of the West, our own liberalism, to progressively destroy Christian morals and the Christian patriarchy. And now Jews have co-opted the alt-right in yet another attempt to keep whites from ever going back to them. The source of white Sharia is the same as the source of esoteric Kekism, a religion of means which had no real power to sustain or rebuild a vibrant society. Esoteric Kekism is based on the musings of a chutney nigger, Savatra Devi's esoteric Hitlerism. Its proponents are New Age freaks and Jews who promote the idea that Hitler embraced the occult and who also embraced the concept of a rainbow swastika. How do you get a racial awakening? As this website called the Right Stuff announces that esoteric Kekism or Kek as a bodhisattva of racial enlightenment. How can a bunch of chutney niggers, how can people who could not maintain their own race give us racial enlightenment? They can't help us at all. They've been dead and extinct for 1,500 years from their own race mixing. Both white Sharia and esoteric Kekism evidently come from the Right Stuff website and in turn have been promoted by the Daily Stormer. The prominent figure behind the right stuff is the Jew, Mike Enoch. And the prominent figure behind the Daily Stormer is the Jew, Andrew Arenheimer, otherwise known as Weed. And with that, maybe Mike Delaney wants to say a few things. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on tonight. Yeah, I look at these. Well, I probably wouldn't credit TRS for being the originators of White Sharia, because like I said, I'd say as far back as six or seven years ago when I did... I believe even when shows of Corsican and we were bringing this issue up, um, we started to notice that every time it was politically correct for civic nationalism types to be against, uh, you know, Muslims and such. And they, the, the excuse was because they had Sharia law. And what's going on behind this is, you know, I started to notice, well, they're not against the Mestizos. They're not against a Somali coming over here as long as they call themselves a so-called Christian or an atheist. They're always against Muslims. Like there's tons and tons, probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of these dothead Hindu Dindus that flood our country and take our IT doctor's jobs and, and still poop in rivers. But they are somehow ignored. Whereas Islamic people um, and only them because of the Sharia law, which is what the Jews are always screaming, <coughs> is somehow um, uh, something they're against. And so – I started looking at this, like I said, six to seven years ago and realized, I said, okay, well, this is 
basically a moral code, and and albeit it's not theirs, it's originally our code that we, our our own people lived by and should still go back to, and they put a label on it, whatever you want to call it, Sharia. But my idea was that back then it's like, well, we should be applying these a lot of these moral standards, which are you know anti-feminism, anti-gambling, anti-faggotry, anti-usury, and things of that sort. And uh, that was the only thing I could include is that Jews were not happy that these mud people were not completely succumb to all their vices. So it's okay for white civic nationalism to be against the Muslims, but they're not going to say a peep about these Hindus. They're not going to say a peep about the Mestizos, but only on a generic immigration sense that we can't afford to take them in. But on a racial sense, we're not allowed to address their skin. This is the crux of the issue. Right. Traditional Christianity right. stands against usury. It stands against Absolutely. gambling, right? It stands against feminism. And with pop culture, these modern white liberals have thrown off the shackles of traditional Christianity. Right. They don't oppose, like you said, they don't oppose Sharia law. Mm-hmm. They don't oppose Muslims because of their race, because they're an alien race. Right. They oppose Muslims because they don't want to be shackled by Sharia law after breaking the shackles of Christianity. Mm. The answer is not to create some new and, and basically subjective law, white Sharia. Right. The answer is to throw off the shackles of the real demons, the Jews who are flooding us with Muslims and returning to those traditional Christian values. Absolutely. That's the real answer. Yeah, and that's the same answer I have. We're pretty much saying the same thing here. It, it's just, I mean, I'm looking at this as maybe more of an optimistic view that I'm glad to see that people are addressing. Because, I mean, a lot of, outside of really CI, the white nationalist movement in general has been completely degenerate. And so to see that there is some kind of movement towards a, and again, all the Jews are running the show on white nationalism, as, we, as you clearly stated there. But it's at least positive for me, from my point of view, and optimistic as it might be, to see that there is somebody saying, hey, we got to have some kind of moral code. And well, the answer is right here. We know that it's, you know, Christian identity. They just haven't gotten to that point. I don't know if that's going to take a little They're bit of time. They're not going to get to that point. Well, the Jews are all right. right. <laughs> the all right, the, the Daily Stormer, the right stuff, they're being led by the nose by these Jews. Right, right, right. Jews are in, are, are in the front of the parade of the all right. Mm-hmm. Jews are guiding, leading the alt-right. Mm-hmm. Their ideas have have formed this alt-right mentality, and any kind of law and any kind of patriarchy and any kind of nationalism is okay as long as it's not Christian. Right. And that brings me to this article that was actually on the forward, a very prominent Jewish magazine, um, which titles... Uh, the, the title of the article is Jewish Militants Seek White Nationalist Alliance, but draw the line at Nazis. Um, and, and in here, they basically say that these these uh, Kahanists, which are, you know, quote unquote, militant Jews and part of the uh, what, whatever have you here. But they're basically saying uh, that they'll align themselves with white nationalism because, quote, uh it says, quote here, they're quoting one of the Jews here from this. It says, I am Jewish nationalist first and foremost, but Jews are white. So naturally, I recognize the logic behind white nationalism. See, and that we got to talk about this earlier 
about it's convenient Jews are white. And then we have another article from the Times of Israel where, she, where that blogger was saying, well, I'm a light-skinned Jew. I am not white. So right. when it fits them, and they just to clarify for anybody that might have any kind of question, they're not white. When, when Jews want to lead whites around by the nose, they they're going to be white. Right. When, when Jews oppose true white supremacism, then Jews are not white, and they stand against whites. Right? Kahanists have a long history of, of, of this. <laughs> mm -hmm. It goes back to um, Kahanists' original Jewish Defense League, and even today what, the, what they call the Jewish Task Force right. is, a, is an offshoot. I was involved with these guys years ago before I became a Christian identist. You know, you brought up a, a point about Sharia law really being our law. And, and really, well, just the morals well, in Sharia, not Sharia itself. The title well, of it. But. Well, what I was going to say is, is, is the the Islamic law is really this in a nutshell. If you take our law, the Abrahamic law, right, and you tore up the Bible and threw it up in the air in a wind tunnel, and the wind blew half of it away, and you scooped up what the half that was left. And put it together any old way, you've got Sharia law. Well, well, that's what the Quran is. <laughs> and you've Quran. got Sharia law. And white, godless white nationalism is a, a manifestation of that same sort of process. It's it's throwing what we originally had up in the air in a wind tunnel, half of it being blown away, and then scooping up what's left and throwing it together any old way. Right. And and marching behind a clown like David Duke. Well, and we, we, I mean, obviously we have to assume that. I mean, anything that any of these Jews or uh, non-whites have ever had in their hands at all has been created by our people. I mean, that's just no-brainer. There was no we was kings. It doesn't work out like that. <laughs> but the, um, the Quran is actually Jewish scribes. It was written by Jewish scribes in the early 7th century who cherry-picked the Hebrew scriptures and certain Hebrew apocry apocryphal literature and created a new religion by which they could militantize these Arab bastards and use them as a coherent army against Christendom because they wanted to destroy Christendom. They wanted to destroy the Byzantine and Roman empires. So, what? well, the, the, the new Roman empire. The, um, the ploy was very effective. Because it's a religion based on lust. I, I mean, these people really do believe that they're going to go to heaven if they die martyrs and get themselves 50 white virgins. I, I mean, they believe that. That they're real, these Arab bastards are really sick. The ploy worked, and they were able to militantize these Arabs. And, and it's the Jews that were leading them around by the nose in the 7th century. It's the Jews that brought them into Gothic Spain. It's the Jews that launched their hordes against all the Byzantine lands, the Arab hordes, and used them as an army against Christendom to this very day for the last 1,400 years. And it's still effective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like I said, getting back to this article here, it just goes to show that Jews are openly, I mean, they're, they're pronouncing it on their own websites, that they're openly willing to get in bed with white nationalism so long as it isn't against them and Jews are accepted. So long as it's not a Christian well, nationalism. Well, a real Christian nationalism. Right. They yeah. love the alt-right. Yeah. They love the pagan nationalists. 
that they love civic nationalists. They love every type of nationalist except an identity Christian, which is a true Christian nationalist. Right. Yeah, because white nationalism is uh, is basically civic nationalism anyways. Sharia law worships Keck. The Jew would love that yeah. because the white man is, isn't – the Jew can keep his ploy of being God's chosen people as long as whites are worshiping this cartoon frog. Right. The Jew the, – the, the, okay. Sharia law – white Sharia wants us to read my comp. Adolf Hitler was a Christian, but they have – their view of Hitler based upon this Savatra Devi and the material in spurious works like Table Talk, where, where Hitler is depicted as an anti-Christian. And Table Talk is basically a concoction of post-war Jews. Mm-hmm. Table Talk is not legitimate. It is not real. Means five times per day. Well, it's a cartoon religion, right? So you have to make your own cartoons. Right. Put sluts in check. Christianity put sluts in check. <laughs> Christianity kept sluts in check for 1,800 years until the Jew subverted our society. And no matter what the religious paradigm was in the Middle Ages, the Jews would have subverted it the same way. The Jews have already subverted paganism. They've already had, we already have rainbow Odinists because the Jews have polluted Odinism. They pollute everything. They went after the religious paradigm of, of the white race for 1,500 years. They went after it and were finally able to pollute it because, mostly because of the ignorance of whites. Throw homos off roofs. White Sharia throws homos off roofs. Now, that's fine. I'm all for that. But why do we have homos like countercurrents? Why is Greg Johnson yeah, allowing a homo articles <laughs> in defense of white Sharia on his website, countercurrents? And he's a blatantly open faggot. Mm-hmm. And he's okay with white Sharia. Okay, white Sharia, this is according to the Daily Stormer, drinks Red Bull. You drink, you, you eat tendies and drink Red Bull. I guess that's a millennial thing, right? It, funny. Red Bull is a Jewish soft drink, a Jewish energy beverage, right? Okay. Forces everyone to do what they want them to do. Sounds like Roman Catholicism to me. Brutally crushes enemies. Sounds like the the Christian armies of the Crusades and Charles Martel to me. I mean, Christianity did that for 1,500 years. Brutally crushed their enemies. All of a sudden, we forgot how to fight. Mm Mm-hmm. Throws enemies in cages, burns enemies alive. I mean, the Catholic Church did much worse things than that to people. And the goal of white Sharia is global white supremacy. Well, after the Christianity of the Middle Ages, and and mostly all through it, we had global white supremacy. We had global white supremacy until we... um, until. Our white governments were subverted by the Jews these last 60, 80 years until the two world wars. We had global white supremacy. So we've done all this under Christianity. White Sharia isn't going to repeat it. We need to return to our traditional laws and values. Well, I, th- I think the, the issue here is that uh, Yahweh wouldn't let a kike into the kingdom and Keck will. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Mike, Mike, Mike uh, okay. 
I, I didn't. This white Sharia idea may have been around a while, mm-hmm. right? As you say, you're talking about it six years ago, right? But none of their ideas are are, are unique anyway. Right, right. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. But white Sharia, from what I've seen, has been pushed it, these last six or eight months by the right stuff. And as soon as they started to push it, the Daily Stormer picked up the cross and chased right after them, and they started to push it. Mm-hmm. The same thing with esoteric Kekism. Right. That this is a cartoon religion developed by the people with the right stuff. And the Daily Stormer picks up that ball and runs with it. And the right stuff, the, the, the main character behind that website and, and that group, if you want to call it a group or an organization, is Mike Enoch. And he's a self-professed Jew. A.K.A. Mike uh, Pianovich. Yes. Right. And... The Daily Stormer, no matter what we think about Andrew Angwin, right? The real mind behind the Daily Stormer that makes it possible is this Andrew Arenheimer, this Weave character, and he's a self-professed Jew. Now, Mike Pinovich's wife was doxxed. They completely ignored the evidence that you found, right? That Mike Pinovich was a self-admitted Jew himself, not his wife. Himself, he is a Jew. Yep. And three times made clear statements indicating that he is a Jew. And the entire alt right ignored that. They focused on what happened to his wife, and now he's forgiven. Mm-hmm. And the Daily Stormer are, are the primary promoters of the right stuff. And at the same time, the right stuff is promoting the Daily Stormer. They're helping Andrew Anglin. They're advertising for Andrew Anglin's campaign to raise money for this SPLC lawsuit. Well, and see, that's that's the issue I have with why well, I never really had any defense of the right stuff because, I mean, it was openly a Jew. And certainly the evidence that I saw of we being self-admitted Jew. Um, yeah, but that's where I definitely draw the line and have a bone to pick with Andre running Daily Stormer is that Enoch situation was done, put to bed back in January. The guy's a Jew. There's tons of people on the forum, the comment sections, a lot of which are getting banned off of there right, for saying that. so. And now this Jew and he, him and everybody are in bed together. And we see has to be aware that he's a Jew. Oh, he is very well aware. I can personally attest to this because I've made it very well known to him on Skype. And the fact that he's sitting here laying in bed with him, promoting him for whatever reason, financial optics, whatever the case might be, um, yeah, it's it's just it's beyond uh, my role of, of wanting to be supportive in any of that. So, but. this um, weave, his full name is Andrew Allen Escher Arnheimer. Now, now you might give this Arnheimer name a slide. Maybe it's German. Maybe it's German. But this middle name he has, Escher, that's about as Yiddish as I've ever seen a name in my life. E S C H E R. His middle name is Escher. That is, if if that's not a kosher name, (laughs) wow. I don't know. I didn't tell you this. I'll tell you this right now. The similarities between um, Weave and Enoch is they both got mulatto uh, offspring or not offspring, uh, siblings. I think they're. I think on both ends they're adopted. So they're like big Jewish families that adopted uh, black. 
or you know half breed uh, Afro babies, if you will. I didn't know that about. Yeah, we've got two we, half Afro baby. Uh, I did know it about Enoch. Right. He has a a, a little brother, I guess. Yep. So Matthew. Is, so is, uh, so is he's got two. He's got a brother and a sister, who are I believe they're probably adopted because I've seen his parents. I've seen all his relatives on there. And uh, it sounds like he was an outcast, like maybe that he was supposed to get a piece of the pie at the house and didn't get it because they wanted to dump efforts to save some Negroes. That they got themselves a chimplet. Yeah, two chimplets. <sighs> okay. This, this is an article on, on um, Rightpedia. Mm-hmm. Rightpedia.info. I, I don't really, I, I don't think these people are that right, but right. they call themselves Rightpedia. Jew or not, referring to weed. Mm-hmm. In 2012, we've told Gawker, and, and I've seen that article on, on the internet, we've told Gawker that he had Jewish ancestry. Now, Wright Peter was trying to let him off the hook, but that was right before he was being sent away to prison. So he may have done that as a hoax to get better treatment from the United States judicial system. Let me tell you something. I've been there. I've done that. That's bullshit. <laughs> what you say to the public on a website has nothing to do with your sentencing or what they're going to consider for your sentencing. Right. You engage with a probation officer and you um, submit to an interview and the result of the interview, it, it goes into a pre-trial report, a, a pre-sentencing report. I'm sorry, a pre-sentencing report. And the judge is supposed to consider everything in the pre-sentencing report for your for your penalty when he sentences you, right? What Weave says to the probation officer at the pre-sentencing report interview matters. What he says to a website doesn't matter worth a hill of beans. So why would he tell the website that he was part Jewish? Yeah, it's a weak excuse. It's a very weak excuse. They're running cover for him. They're basically, this is bullshit. They're running cover for him. That This means nothing. It, it, if he's told Gawker that he had Jewish ancestry, he's a self-admitted Jew. Yeah. And that's not only the first time. That's just not just like Enoch. Time. Right. Just like Mike Enoch, there are other clues. This, um, this, that this, before we leave Wrightpedia, they go on to say that we've had a long history of writing anti-Semitic statements. How many Jews have done that? That doesn't mean you're not a Jew. Right. And so claiming to be of Jewish ancestry yeah. after that is a defense. That's not necessarily true because he's done it before. He has not addressed this issue after prison. Well, no shit. He probably wants to sweep it under the rug because now he's in, in, he's the manager of the biggest alt-right website mm-hmm. and he's leading the entire alt-right movement around by the nose yeah okay cupid from an okay cupid archive page and we'll put the links into these articles in, in our notes for this podcast which is a dating website for those of you right it's a dating website it has nothing to do with his federal prison sentence his yeah. <laughs> his prospects at sentencing okay cupid is a dating website and contains a profile. This is archived at archive.org, a profile made by Weave himself. And and in the profile, Weave quotes Hitler, where Hitler said, and and this is in Mein Kampf. I'm not sure how accurate the quote is, but I remember it, right? With satanic joy in his face, the black-haired Jewish youth lurks in wait for the unsuspecting girl whom he defiles with his blood, 
thus stealing her from her people. Weave quotes that in his profile, and then he makes an admission. As an ethnic Jew of Bavarian origins, that is a reasonably adequate summary of my night moves. In other words, Weave is telling us that he's a Jew, praying on and white women. he intends to do exactly what Hitler said the Jews were doing, praying on white women. Yep. Why would Weave say that? So we could get a lighter sentence? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no way. He's a self-admitted Jew. Andrew Arnheimer is a Jew. Mike Enoch is a Jew. Mike Enoch admitted to being a Jew on several occasions, and the Daily Stormer is in purposeful denial. Why? Because the Daily Stormer is being run by a Jew. Nothing else adds up. That's the only thing that adds up. And, and here's the here's the deal. I don't blame Enoch and Weave for doing what they do because they are Jews. Right, but it's all the stupid white people it's listening to them. all these clowns. That have to be awoken to this. That and are compromising. Right. And they all know. That's the thing. Like when it's TRS stuff broke with the Jewish wife, and then I was like, wait, but he's a Jew too. And they all, what did they say? What was their excuse? We are purity spiraling. You're purity spiraling. No Jews allowed. What do you understand? No Jews you don't tolerate it. And, and they, they cite these Nuremberg laws that's as a, an excuse that's for having Jews. And what happened to Hitler? Right. He went down in flames. Yeah. And it was the, the Prussian generals, basically, who Hitler said in Mein Kampf were all intermarried with Jews. And they're the ones that burned them. They're the ones that were traitors to the German cause. They're the ones that sold Hitler down the river. Those same Prussian generals that Hitler said in Mein Kampf of that Prussian nobility that they had been intermarrying with Jews back in the 19th century. And during McCarthy's reign of trying to get the commies out, which was Jews, he had a nice Jew next to him, too. Yeah, right. We've seen this over and over. Right, over yeah. and over. So so we had these two biggest websites, mm -hmm. alt-right websites, are both operated by self-professed, self-admitting Jews. Right. The Daily Stormer and the Right Stuff. And they're leading this and people like David around. Duke supporting it. People like David Duke, who's a shill for the Jews. I've said that for years. Well, he promotes Jews. It. If they're good Jews, right. you know, quote, unquote. Yeah, right. I don't They'll know promote what, him anyway. Maybe I'd promote a dead Jew as a good Jew. They are a good Jew then. Simply, <laughs> because, he, simply because he's dead, not for anything he did oh, while he was right. alive. Maybe except for what the Otto, Otto Weininger guy, I believe, the one that killed himself back in the early 1900s. But but this is the pattern that Anglin set. He's been promoting Stefan Molyneux for years. Yeah. And Stefan Molyneux is clearly, without a doubt, an admitted Jew. Yeah. I had the video posted at Christagenia. Yeah. He's on a stage. He's given a lecture. He's talking about his mother being from a Hebrew family in Berlin and, and suffering during war. Right. That's not something that you say by mistake. That's not a slip of the tongue. That's not something you make by mistake, saying that your mother is of the, the, the Jewish extraction and suffered, her family suffered during the war. Right. That, no, that, that was saying he was running from it because he was... Yeah, you know, that was a purpose. I've seen the video. It was yeah. a purposeful statement. That was not something... Right, that's not a Christian slip of the tongue. Yeah. No, no that's him saying he's a Jew. You know, this... Um, <laughs> This goes back to my personal experience or my awakening with the whole 9-11 scene. And I, um, you know, one of the people that first ever figured out the Jews were behind 9-11, which, by the way, Enoch will think you're absolutely crazy if you don't say it's the Muslims that did it. 
Um, and, and that should be another sign that he's really a jerk. Right, right. I mean, that's one of the, to me, that's like one of the, the telltale signs that they're not saying that. Well, it's the same with Duke, right? Duke will come out all day and talk about USS Liberty and all these other smaller Jewish crimes. Um, but he certainly won't talk about CI and he certainly won't talk about 9-11, even though he did at one time before he scrubbed his sight of that. But my personal experience is when back when I uh, learned a lot of the stuff through Eric Kaufschmidt and I had, a, I had to laugh because there was a time where he was saying that all the white nationalism was, was Jewish. And the reason he was saying this was because him and Chris Bolin were figuring out this Jewish uh, issue behind 9-11. And they immediately went to the groups of people you would think would want to hear this information. People like David Duke, people like um, uh, William Pierce and others that were around back right after 9-11. And he approached him, and I had made mention of this earlier when we were talking here, is that even William Pierce himself in one of his last audio files said that somebody brought me information showing that Israel, the Jews, you know, I don't mean Israel that way, but um, did 9-11, and he poo-pooed it and said, no, it was because of our support for Israel. He tried whitewashing it. So I don't know what the deal was with Pierce at the time, but David Duke certainly got the information, and anybody that was a somebody back then, and they passed, they, they missed the ball on it. And he clearly had the information. I mean, Missing Links proved it many years later, but he certainly had the information to prove and make a big dent in exposing these Jews behind some serious issues, and they all dropped the ball. So he says, what is this, a Jewish bar mitzvah, you know, nationalism or what? Um, and, he, and he took a lot of heat for that, but, I mean, look at that, what we're seeing now with the biggest white nationalist websites, it's, uh, it's yes, yeah, a Jewish marriage. So... Yeah, you know, at first, the Daily Stormer had some identity Christian writers on its staff, mm-hmm. and a large part of its audience was Christian identity. They even took a poll. You might know more about that than I do. I'm sure you do. Yeah, I, di- I didn't pull it up uh, today, unfortunately. I don't have it at hand, but I'll tell you what, I just looked at it again last week. Because there was some questions going on as to the anti-Christian stance, um, and maybe because it's the pro-Jewish kekism that's going on over at Daily Stormer. But uh, some people had included me in a private chat with among 30 other Daily Stormer adherents saying, hey, what's going on with Anglin pushing this anti-Christian stance? And I pointed out, as I have, to Anglin directly that... Back when he did a poll, now mind you, this was a year and a half ago, he asked, what is your, I believe, what is your faith affiliation or what do you believe, you know? And he had all the big ones on there, you know, Lutheran and Catholics, traditional Catholics, pagans, Christian identity, atheist, even Jew and uh, Muslim. And I mean, you have it, you know, about 10 or 12 of them. And the biggest one on there was Christian identity. And I think they probably had probably a 15 point or 15 percentage lead on the next one down, which was pagan. And the next one behind that was uh, traditional Catholics. But uh, even at that, to, to wipe the support for what was the largest base following daily stormer and to now bash it and throw it under the rug. It's, it's telling when there's Jews that are running the show. Right. Yeah. That, that could be, that that's the only explanation for that yeah. and and it's been going on for um probably at, at, at least 12 to 18 months where pro-christian identity 
I, I have to admit, there are some comments on the Daily Stormer that mention my website, that mention Chris Degenia, that are Even still Even you there, were promoted on that site that are still back there. in the day. At one time, he was posting some of my podcasts. He never posted my re religious podcasts, but he did post some of my historical podcasts. He posted the first seven installments of the Protocols of Satan. He posted my Positive Christianity in the Third Reich. Which I consider a historical podcast and not a – he didn't post my Bible studies, right? Right or, right, or my moral sermons or anything like that, right? But he posted a lot of my historical podcasts. He stopped with Protocols of Satan Part 7, which was on Henry Ford. He, he never posted anything else after that of mine. Now, there are people that make comments supporting Christogenia in, in, a, in, a, in a brief way. But he has deleted a lot of comments from people that are members of the Christogenia Forum that have come back to me and complained about him deleting their comments when they are arguing the merits of Christian identity over other religions. Mm -hmm. And he uses the excuse that he wants no religious talk. Right. But then he allows a lot of other religious talk that is not pro-Christian identity right. or that is even anti-Christian. So he has a serious double standard with that. Well, better than that, Bill, is he's been personally informed by myself and other others that he understands that when you're referring to Yahweh, you're referring to what Christian identists consider God. And when he says that and he's bashing, that made this perfectly clear to him. I said, you know, that's if you don't want to have any religious talk or whatever, you know, don't give that title to the Jews and call that their, their God. And that's the same thing David Duke does. That's the right, biggest yeah. fault I had with David Duke is seeding right. the Old Testament, which was a book of, of a white country in society, mm -hmm. of a white people in society, the Old Testament, seeding that to the Jews. Right. Just surrendering it to the it's Jews. Not, it's not even just that. I was a moderator on Stormfront. and Don Black used to regularly say Yahweh in a disparaging way. He would mock it. Yeah. You, you know, he didn't just say it and he didn't just pass on false information, but he actually like like mocked it the way he said it. And Anglin's doing the same thing. Well, yep. we did an article a couple months ago that was just ridiculous on the whole thing about Yahweh. Yeah, it's um Yeah, we did one uh when it was a couple months ago he said uh, that he he you know, just bashed Yahweh and maybe if somebody was new and didn't know CI or you know didn't hadn't been heard but like I said these people are well informed on that they're not newbies they're not just coming on the block here and you know like the whole ZCF crap that went down that was the same thing there and it was you know it's it well past the point of ignorance you know it's uh, it deliberate like I said deliberately assaulting verbally assaulting. You're the largest base that was following your site. It, the only explanation is kikery. Well, absolutely. And so, Arnheimer is a self-admitted Jew. Yeah. Regardless of what we think of Anglin, because there's a lot of people I know to think that Anglin is is a prairie nigger or, or a timber nigger, as they're sometimes called, or, or some other type of non-white mixture. And I have screenshots of his old MySpace pages that where he boasted about being part prairie nigger, right, right? Right. Regardless of what you think about Anglin, the real brain behind the, the functioning of the Daily Stormer is we, and he's a self-admitted Jew, and Anglin must know that. 
But no, well, England's even if England didn't know we was a Jew, which would be stupid at this point. The fact that he, I could personally attest that he knew that Enoch was a Jew because I discussed that with him. And he's still promoting. And he still promotes. So his actions, regardless of if he's a furry right. nigger or even a Jew or hermaphrodite, it don't matter. His actions right now is Jewish promotion and Christian bashing at this point. Well, well I would strongly encourage identity Christians to stop going to the Daily Stormer. The, the InfoStormer is a better website. Yeah. I don't promote InfoStormer. I don't know them, so I can't promote them. Right. But they don't seem to be hostile to Christianity. They don't. And they really only seem to care about the, the news, and, and especially news of interest to, to white interests. So I, I would advise people to go to the InfoStormer.com and, and forget the Daily Stormer. It's a Jewish operation. Just like the right stuff is a Jewish operation. As long as Mike Enoch is there and they're promoting that the, these anti-Christian um, paradigms that they've just made up, that they've just contrived them for themselves, they're anti-Christian and they shouldn't be supported by identity Christians. I think one more thing should be mentioned here, and that's the fact that Anglin's posted this DNA, and you have a ton of comments in the comment sections, commenters in the comment sections, claiming, well, the case is closed now. Anglin's 99 and 44, 100% white from Northern Europe. I agree so. Yeah, exactly. So you're looking at this, and I'm going, he just made that fucking thing up. If, if, a, if, a, if a flat nose like that is indication of being white, I'm flat earth. Okay. <laughs> that, that's that, that's um. It's ludicrous. Posting your DNA online means nothing because anybody could get a DNA report from anybody else and, and Photoshop their name onto it and post it online. And and at the same time, I mean, to be legitimate here, we can we can accuse him of being whatever he want without proof. That you know, I, I would personally say. His actions are, are his, his right. downfall. I can't prove he's a part of this. Right. Well, I, I, I can't. He is self-admitted. I'm not trying to say that right. he's not white, but he did admit that he's a prairie. Yeah, he did admit that. And so I do have just as treat. much as these Jews admitted they're Jews. So right. there you have it. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think anybody who comes up with a DNA report on the Internet has any validity. I don't even think any any of those DNA reports are valid at this point. I thought they were at one time, but I don't know. Those I would not first I would not put any um wow. I wouldn't put my estimation of myself into the hands of these Jews. Well, I'm sure you'd come out part nigger. (laughs) (laughs) That's what would happen. But look what they did. They've done that you're putting what you think about yourself. Into the hands of some Jew. Was it Cobb? What was, it, what was the fellow's name? Craig Cobb. Craig Cobb. I mean, that's a prime example. That guy is not part monkey, and and he popped out. They popped out that DNA test, and he was fourteen percent monkey. And fourteen percent is more job. than a great grandparent. Right. Right. That, that's, that's a great grandparent is twelve point five percent. Right. He has so no black blood. Fourteen percent. You would know if one of your great grandparents was a Sambo. Or an Aunt Jemima. <laughs> you would know that. How could you not know that? Right. How could you right. not know that your, your one of your grandparents was half black? Well, and as far as, just to specify, the biggest company out there that does the DNA testing is a company called 23andMe. And the woman that owns that company 
is the wife of the head of Google, Sergey or whatever his name is, one of the two Jewish owners. So this is, and here's what I personally think, I can't prove this, but I personally think what they're doing is they're taking legitimate DNA results and throwing like maybe a variation software applying to it, just mixing yeah. it up a little bit. So they're getting most of it right, but then mudding it up like, you know, clues do. They pollute everything, Jews do. Jews pollute everything, and so they're probably just polluting all the DNA results. They want everybody to think that they're bastards. Right, exactly. Except, right. except that they're great keck priest of high priest of keck, Andrew Anglin, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, so he, he's pure, he came back pure white because they know that he's going to try to help lead a generation of whites down the, this rabbit hole to the pits of hell because that's what it is. They're just joking with themselves. Well, you know, no offense to general white nationalists and, and white nationalism, but to me, white nationalism is just another um, religion that was formulated by the Jew for white people to, you know, get rid of Christianity. Because, I mean, Christianity is white nationalism. It is the only white nationalism. It was, yeah, it was and, and white nationalism, I mean, this white Sharia shit, this keck, you know, it— all it is is just a new Jewish box for these white nationalists who refuse to recognize Jews for what they are as obviously not white with no white interest in mind. It's just a new box for them to, to think in. Well, don't you think it's interesting, too, that Keck is really close to Kite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or an right, right, ISIS that. flag, you see that we're in the middle word. It looks like it just says Jews openly. Well, in Hungarian, Keck is blue. Which rhymes with Jew. <laughs> <laughs> you know they love those. They they love those little you know hidden relations and stuff like that. Well, that well I'm stretching it. For, here, for a joke, thing, but, yeah. As far as the Sharia goes, <laughs> there's something to the fact that Jews are, and I'm not talking about these Jews that want to be in white nationalism, but. There are a segment of Jews, and I'm sure they don't all agree on everything except for our destruction, is that there is a segment of Jews that do authentically fight Sharia. And one of the prime groups that we saw this in was the English Defense League. They had a Jewish branch. They had a faggot sodomite branch. They had a Hindu branch. They had everything but only anti-Islam is what they – they didn't care about the – I mean, it looked like it might have been a nationalist group that was against – poop skin immigration, but it wasn't. It was strictly against the fact that these people uh, were, you know, anti, had anti-vice that the Jews wanted to push. So, again, you know, uh, I don't subscribe to the idea of white Sharia in a sense that we need to adopt their thing. I think we need to reinstate our own similar and original uh, moral code that we used to have. And quite frankly, that's that's our moral code that they stole from us anyway. So it was a winning strategy because they're successful using our own code against us. Right. But to me, the, one of the biggest downfalls to that is that, look, obviously white nationalists are recognizing the, the need for a structured moral code, but they're still absolutely denying Christ. They are denying Christianity. They'll, I mean, come on. Well, they have to because CI doesn't compromise. You right. got one drop, you're out. 
Right. And these guys all got to drop a bucket of kike in them. <laughs> so. Right. Which, which then that just lends more credence to the, you know, come on, white people, wake the hell up. You know, if you're here and you recognize the need for a white nation, the, the need to have uh, separation for your people and all that, then you have to recognize that that has to, you know, there has to be a structure to which that gets even implemented in the first place. And it has to be a morally based structure. And just like Bill pointed out earlier, we've done it before. It's proven to have worked before. And all you have to do, it doesn't take you know, a rocket scientist to figure this one out. Christianity did not <laughs> fail us. We failed Christianity. Right. We, the, this is not the result of Christianity. The, what's going on is the result of our departure from it. Yeah, you know, that's exactly true. That these white nationalists bash Christianity for what's happening in Europe. Europe, for the most part, and, and you have direct experience with this, Europe has been post-Christian for at least 50 years. Mm -hmm. They have not been Christians. You could go to Wikipedia. I went to Wikipedia this evening because I knew that we were going to talk about this. And I looked up a couple of statistics just for Sweden and Germany. And we all know what's happening in Sweden and Germany right now. You go to Europe, you, you look up on Google Christianity in Sweden. And one of the first hits you'll get is Wikipedia. Go to that page and you'll see polls, poll results from 2010 and 2015. In 2010, only 18% of Swedish citizens responded that they believe that there is a God which means that less than 18% of Swedes are Christians. So less than 18% of Swedes are Christians who believe in a God, right? In 2015, this poll returned a slightly different result. 21% of Swedes believed in a God. So less than 21% of Swedes are Christians, according to that poll. Because they don't all believe in the same God. That we can't assume that all twenty-one percent believe in Jesus Christ as God, right? I was going to say three percent more Jews right. just moved there. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right, exactly. And they believe in their own God, Keck. The the um the the Swedes cannot be by any means labeled as Christian because far less than twenty percent of Swedes even believe in a God, so they cannot be called Christian. They're not Christian. Their real, their real religion is the same as it is everywhere else in every other white nation for the last 50, 60 years. Their real religion is pop culture. Mm -hmm. And pop culture is a product of Jewish media. And it's Jewish media that has been promoting the flooding of white nations with niggers. So you cannot blame Christianity. We have departed from Christianity. The same thing in Germany. If you go look up Christianity in Germany on Wikipedia, in 2006, 30% 30, 30 of German youths believed in a God. So less than 30% of German youths are Christian. This isn't happening because of Christianity. It's happening, as Matthew said, because we departed from our Christian values. We departed from Christianity 50 years ago. And because whites have departed from Christianity, these whores that call themselves priests and, and pastors, they'll take any nigger into their country to get them in the pews. They're desperate. 
Now, I'm not saying that they're good, that these pastors and priests, I'm not saying they're not a problem. They're a serious problem. But that problem cannot be blamed on Christianity because they're certainly not Christians. They're Jewish whores as well. That's something that you actually you should probably stress again, Bill, is the fact that, and you have mentioned this, that a lot of these so-called white nationalists and a lot of these websites, and I think they're doing it on purpose, seem to be able to figure out that the Jews are doing a lot of things. But for some reason... They can't figure out that they took over Christianity. Right. The Jews subverted Christianity in a slow process. They subverted the Catholic Church right. and Catholic doctrine starting in like the 12th century, 13th century. I can document this. I have documented it. Go look at my podcasts and all my notes are online for, for Martin Luther's on the Jews and their lies. Which is one thing you mentioned a long time ago, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's in these stats that you're giving out, 18 and 21 percent in Sweden that believe in a God. I mean, that's given a, a far stretch that these people are any uh, ability at all to even understand true Christianity. Right. Like that. So, and yeah, and I, I'll just reiterate what you were clarifying too that these whores for the Jews that they're at the pulpits. I mean, they're just like they are over here. That yeah, they'll they'll invite and ship over every Negro they can. I mean, even up where I live. They're doing that, you know, the Catholic and the right. Lutheran and Methodist And church. that doesn't make them Christians. That just makes them whores. Yep. They're just whores for Jewry. So, yeah, I mean, you could throw you could throw a label of a Christian on a transvestite, you know, one-legged mulatto. It doesn't make it a Christian. Right. Just like you could throw white on a label of Weave and Enoch, and they're not white. So. Just two blocks from here, coming down uh, this road here, just two blocks away, the church that I passed had a big rainbow flag. Right over the front door. Oh, I've seen it with the, the Black Lives Matter in an all-white area where the Black Lives Matter sign is right under their sign. This church supports Black Lives right. Matter, and they probably got you know, a 99% white congregation. You know, that was I was having a combo with some of the local people that I live near that, and there's a lot of them that, you know, go to either, you know, Baptist church or traditional Catholic church. And I said, um, I was saying that, you know, this, this BS that they sell at the pulpits about uh, love the sinner but hate the sin. And it's like, you're not supposed to love a sodomite. You know what I mean? It's right. Like, you're never supposed that, to love a sodomite. That's a Jewish ideal. You know what that is? Mm. Libertarianism. Exactly. And libertarianism is Jewish. The Jewish plea and bargain. Libertarianism deceives whites into the idea that they should allow Satan to live among them and be unmolested. Right. And that's what it does. We have all these devils, the, the, these Jews, pornographers and, and homosexuals or sodomites, as they should be called, pedophiles, all kinds of perverts. And the churches are saying, oh, God loves these people. Leave them alone and hate the, the sin. Well, well, the sin comes from the sinner. God did not in, in the Bible, in Genesis chapter 19, he didn't destroy sodomy. He destroyed Sodom. He destroyed the sodomites. Christians loving the sinner and hating the sin have adopted this Jewish idea of libertarianism. It's a it's it's a veiled form of libertarianism, which convinces us to let devils live in our midst. Libertarianism is evil. And where did all the TRS guys come from? Where did it all manifest? Yeah, they're all libertarians. They're all libertarians. Just like this new guy that they're promoting now, too. 
who's doing, I think that's this Bill Bird activism, this cartwheel, this, this coke addict cartwheel guy. Um, he's coming from the libertarian scene and they're giving him a lot. They, they're prepping him up to be the new guy that's going to be popular out there in white nationalism. They're giving him a lot of play. Um, and so, but yeah, he's another one that comes from the libertarian scene. Same with these TRS guys. You, you know, um, one of the things I want to point out too that is strange about Daily Stormer is the millennial versus boomer uh, theme that they've been pushing there. And there's arguments on both sides that are valid, but it seems that Andre feels a little better to just completely side with his millennials and, and dump on the boomers that no help, usually help a lot more than the millennials going to know. I always find it interesting that uh, he's, he's doing that to separate the tide there too in the age groups. Causing infighting between the whites, causing infighting. And he's missing the big point. So many C's in Discord, you know. Right, exactly, Robert nailed it, causing infighting between whites. Right. And I don't identify, even though they might put me in that boomer category, I don't belong in that boomer category. I was born in 1960. I'm not a baby boomer. My father didn't fight in World War II. Well, see, that's the one they're missing, too. They're missing this, the, 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 the silent generation. Right. Which this, is probably far worse than the boomers. And yeah. I don't even mention the, the silent generation, to me, the silent generation, which is my parents' generation, is probably that they're not the generation that has done the most damage. Right? My grandmother, born in 1918, worshipped Franklin Roosevelt. Whole generations of people her age worship Franklin Roosevelt. And we could go back further than that to, to the people that elected Woodrow Wilson and, and signed up for the First World War. I, I mean, we've had, our society has been corrupted for a couple of hundred years now with liberalism and, and infested with Jewish ideals. This is nothing new from the last 30, 50 years. But the silent generation, the people born in the late 20s and 30s, who were too young to fight in World War II, they were the generation that reaped the biggest financial rewards from the artificial Jewish expansion of the economy in the 60s and 70s. They were. Well, and- that silent generation. And, and the, the boomers followed them, right? And, and, and the boomers were, were the sexually derelict generation of, of the, 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 the late 50s and 1960s and early 70s. They're the baby boomers. And I in the early 70s, and I was too young for Woodstock and all that. But they're trying to count guys like me as a baby boomer. I'm, I'm 56. I'm no baby boomer. If I was a baby boomer, I, I may have been at Woodstock or I may have been doing something stupid, right? That mm. the... the um, the, the truth is that we shouldn't blame any particular generation for our woes because, as Robert says, it divides whites against one another, but because every generation of whites has been deceived and has been used as tools of these globalist Jews for the last 10 generations. Right. This ain't nothing new. What about the French that went along with the French Revolution and the Jews got their emancipation and they slaughtered their own nobles and priests. I mean, this has been going on for a long time. The Jewish undermining and subversion of Christian society. And it all comes down to this. The Christian scriptures demand 
that we reject Jews. And every time we accept Jews, we get burned. And now we have a whole generation of these millennials who are accepting Mike Enoch and Weave, Andrew Orenheimer, and they're Jews, and they're going to get burned too. But I think the I think the point can be made here too that the the only difference really between the millennial age group, if you will, and these previous generations is Jews had the propaganda machine lock, stock, and barrel before the internet came out. But all you had was their TV, their radio, right. their news publications. Right. That was it. So I mean, to right. blame say the older generations on something that they didn't have benefit to, you know, widespread use of information like right. this right now is live in Australia. Exactly. That's a tool now that the millennials are benefiting from. Doesn't make them better. It just makes them, you know, faster and forward. Exactly. And, and you know, this awakening to Jewish treachery, mm -hmm. it's, been, it, it's not new with these millennials. That there are identity Christian pastors who have been doing this. This same thing, identifying the Jews, identifying the subversion of Christian society, identifying the treachery. In, in the immigration problem and all these other things, this immigration problem started, it, it, it got big. It, it was always a problem, but it got big in the 1960s, and, and people were ex exposing the Jewish hand behind that in the 1960s. We've been exposing Jewish treachery for 50, 60, 70, 80 years. The America First people, Elizabeth Dilling, the, the Pernatus and the, the Talmud Unmasked, right? The silver shirts. That there have been American patriots exposing Jewish treachery for a hundred years. That the millennials are reaping the benefits of our labors over the last 30, 40, 50 years. I've been in this for 20 years. And I'm new at it. Mm -hmm. I've been at it for 20 years. How about Cliff? There's an example right there. The guy's 40 years, yeah. right? Well, every generation. He's been doing this for 40 years. He was on the Internet. His writings were start were being posted on the Internet in the late 90s. There, there's a lot of people, a lot of these conspiracy books, William Guy Carr, that's the 1950s. Right. You, you know, the, 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 the Nameless Henry War Ford. and Captain Ramsey. Right. He wrote that book 100 years ago or, or at least 70 years ago. Right. Henry Ford, 1921, 1922, exposing the Jew, exposing the Jew. And saying that there aren't the old people, the, uh, the people of the Old Testament either, even in there. Right. You know, every generation has had its watchdogs. You know, right. We, we, the the they, only difference is now, uh, okay, a CI pastor. that information now. The, with the information highway, it, it's all coming together. Today, today I could post a podcast and a couple of hundred people downloaded that day. In a couple of weeks, I get a few thousand downloads, right? But back in the day, 20 years ago, the old-time Christian identity pastors, they didn't have podcasts, right? Tapes. They recorded a cassette tape, and they mailed out copies of their cassette tapes, right? And you got to copy them on, on these machines that are slow as hell, right? And you might get a few dozen out a week if you're lucky, right? Well, today we can spread that information a lot faster and make it a lot more available. But... The, but the downside, the other side of the coin is flood of information. that there's a flood of information and a lot more garbage. Rabbit holes. A lot more garbage. Well, I mean, you look, you got, what, a thousand channels on cable TVs now. I mean, every every station on the FM dial is clogged with radio stations. I mean, they are dumping so much 
crap entertainment out there. And that's not even including the, the Jewish conspiracy theorist stuff. The flat Earth movement. I mean, like I said, there's a lot more garbage. Yeah, there's a lot of garbage. I, I just wanted to add. You know, there's two names that you know uh, that we shouldn't overlook. Going back to the 30s, that uh, Father Coughlin yeah, and right. Gerald L. There's K. Another, Smith. Right, yeah. Those, both of them, especially Father Coughlin, had a huge audience. Right. You know, I mean, on AM radio. Yeah. yeah. Nationally syndicated. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Since right. the Jews control it all, they just buried it. They buried him. They bur- Well, yeah, they buried him, too. But I'm saying that when, when when you look at this, this was not available when my father was teaching me about stuff. Right. I never heard any of this. Nothing. Yeah, right. I, I mean, it was you, you had to be lucky enough to find some right wing publication, some Christian patriot publication. That, that's how Clifton found Christian identity 40 years ago. Yeah. He, he, somebody brought him a book on, on conspiratorial history and he found William Guy Carr and the, the back cities publications had little ads for companies that published books and you had to write them and get catalogs from them and see what they had available and, and actually put it in a mailbox. Yeah, right. And, and it was difficult to find truth in, in the, in, in the avalanche of Jewish media back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. It was just difficult. They had a lot of well-organized other stuff going on, like the John Birch Society, which should actually be called the Jew Birch Society. Right. right. You know, I mean, those things, I got trapped into a lot of those corrals for a while until you figure out what was going on. Well, it's the same thing Big as waste of what's time. going on now. Like I said, with the only TRS, the same thing. Some successful is working towards our favor. There they are, you know, getting in the mix and, and taking over and controlling. It gets back to Damage what Hutchins said, which is so funny. I think that him 10 years or I don't remember how long it was ago, yeah. when he, he mentioned the fact that it seems like everyone who has a voice out there is a Jew, yeah. and they're promoting Jew stuff. And I mean, when, when you got to be suspicious. Well, that's the whole 9-11 yes. scene. The yeah. whole, that's what woke me up to the oh, Jew. Yeah, exactly. That. Everything in 9-11 conspiracy world was Jewish controlled. We went to the, the meeting where the Charlie Sheen, Alex Jones was at, and it was Jew after Jew. After, I even had extra tickets, and these two Jewish girls from L.A. were the ones that contacted me because I was I thought somebody uh, from Milwaukee at the time was going to go with me, and I ended up being the only one. So I get there, and these two Yenta whores are buying my tickets off me. And then, like, the audience is filled with Jews, the speakers are Jews, and the I didn't start putting two and two together until, yeah, well, I started hearing Huffschmidt talk about, you know, the Jews are covering up 9-11 because they did it. You know? I don't know. That guy's got to be pretty great because it took me a lot longer to figure it out than it did him. Yeah. Well, yeah, him and Bullen had this knocked out about, what, six months after it happened. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, the Jews came out with other big production conspiracy films. Well, well, that's what they do. The Jews, when the truth starts to get out. Our enemies can, that they have a lot more resources than we do. Right. And they can just throw out 50 rabbit holes. So you got people like Judy Wood and, and architects and engineers and all these other people right. arguing over the details of how it was done, but never identifying who did it. They create rabbit holes. Now we have this this um, fifteen versions of flat Earth out there. Now, now we have this, yeah, right. Mm. Now we have this racial awakening going on. And what do the Jews do? They come up with Weave and Mike Enoch 
and, and faggots like Greg Johnson and a whole bunch of other clowns. Jack Donovan. That Jack Donovan, right? That, that, well, I won't get where I am. <laughs> I easy. want to, but it's I won't. too easy. Yeah. <laughs> that they throw out 500 rabbit holes right. to trap us in, to trap people who are coming to an awakening of what's going on and, and that they have all the resources. Well, my ankles hurt from getting trapped. It's, yeah, right. There's no end to the rabbit holes. Well, I mean, and, and anybody that's been aware of the Jew movement, uh, the anti-Jew movement, if you will, uh, you know, they even purposely come out and said, you know, like Cass Sunstein purposely came out and said, we're going to foment conspiracies to pollute the well. Yeah. And this guy was supposed to be, what was he elected, the czar of the Internet or something back in Obama? The, the Obama. He was appointed. Yeah. yeah the yeah. Obama administration. They really had some good winners for Jews on his administration. Not that it's any better now, but the um, well, it's like that guy who was going to get uh, elected to be the transportation secretary, and that Negro that came out and literally said the most dangerous group on the planet is Christian identity. Right, yeah. identity Christianity. I, I had this little meme that was actually made from one of my podcasts, and um, actually people have ripped this off on on Facebook and erased my name from it, like they said it, right? Right. And, and I said this in a podcast a few years ago, Christian identity is suppressed by the Jew. It's actively suppressed by the Jew because it's feared. It represents truths that hit home hard when the Jew comes across them. Christian identity exposes the charades of the Jews. The, the, the Jews are happy with Kekism. That, 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 that the Jews don't care about Asatru, Odinism, or any of the other variants of German paganism. The Jews get along with all those people, like your Jews in, in, in that forward article that are very happy with secular white nationalists. There are all of these paradigms are no threat to the Jew. Sixteen hundred years ago, the Jew and the pagan lived happily together. The Jew even lived peaceably with the so-called Aryan Christian Goths. You know why? Because the Aryan Christian Goths didn't have the understanding that the Old Testament was their book and not the Jews' book. It was a white book, and they didn't have the understanding that Jesus Christ was God. Right? So they got along fine with the Aryan Christian Goths, the Lombards, the Vandals. The Jew can cannot tolerate traditional Real Christianity, the Jew cannot tolerate it. Christian identity is the only true counter to the Jewish lies and propaganda which pollute the world today. We are the only vanguard against Jewish lies and propaganda because we expose the Jew as the infiltrator and subverter of cultures that he is. So Nobody need, else does that. So we need people to pollute CI like Marty. Yeah, right. And, and the, <laughs> <laughs> Martin Winstead, Jeremy Visser, Eli James, yeah, I could yeah. go on and on and on and on. Jews and, and mongrels that have polluted CI right. for one reason or another. And, and yet, you know, they're not there by mistake. Marty Winstead got let out of a nut house to pollute CI. After boogering his nephew or whatever it was. Right. right? Yeah. He's another boogerer. He'd do better <laughs> under Sharia law. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's something, that's something interesting that I think, again, when people start evaluating CI and they see all these, quote, words you like to use, Bill, as clowns. Right. And then they give up. 
Right, right, right. And 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 they're all gatekeepers. Yep. They're all gatekeepers. Anybody else? We have anything to say? Eric, say something. Just get on there once. <laughs> Eric, shy. Alan, closing remarks. Islam doesn't differentiate between races. No. Christianity does. And and that, that's but, that's the, the the one sticking point. You know, they, these these white nationalists, they want their good Jews. They want their good niggers. Their Asian wives. They, yeah, they 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 don't want to accept the fact that the other races are not people. That is the Bible. The other races are not no, people. They're not. They all get exterminated. Jeremiah thirty eleven, among other scriptures. Well, well, right. And as long as you want to continue to accept them as people. You're going to have crazy ideas like white being Sharia law Muslims or whatever. Don't forget the unit. Christian identity has the firm conviction, real Christian identity has the firm conviction that the other races have no place in the future kingdom of heaven. None whatsoever. And we are uncompromising on that. Where you just spoke, you just mentioned it, and, and we talked about it before, so I'm going to ask you to drag it out of your head. The, those white nationalists that love their Asian wives. Right, right. Well, I want to bring that up, too, because on a, a smaller step below the uh, Daily Stormer TRS crowd are the alt-lights or alt-right characters like Paul Joseph Watson of InfoWars, Gavin McGinnis of the Rebel Media, and this Mike Cernovich guy, which, I mean, this guy, Mike Cernovich, sent out his press passes to the White House. So these three individuals who are extremely popular in that whole movement, which is, like I said, just a step below this acceptable Jewish national, white nationalism, if you will. They all have, whether they're white themselves is questionable, but they all have turd skin, significant others. Two of them have uh, prairie niggers and the other one uh, has an Asian. Paul Joseph Wasa has an Asian wife and Gavin McGinnis and Cernovich both have uh you know, timber Negroes for women. Squaws. They have squaws, squaws instead yeah. of wives. Squat monsters. And, and um, Jared Taylor has a Jewish wife. There you go. And, and American yeah. Renaissance. Stoffel? John Derbyshire. Tan Stoffel. He's another one. He's yeah. another um, phony nationalist with a Jewish wife. Yeah. He's talked about his Jewish wife. Tan, I have heard Tan Stoffel say. At least say, he was honest up front. Like, he, like he was Enoch, honest right? up front. <laughs> but I have heard Tan Stoffel say that he could see the Jewiness in his kids. And from what I understand, Tanstoffel lives in Appalachia, right? And hopes to marry his part Jew kids to white kids so that he could further dilute the Jewishness. You can't dilute right. poison. Of course not. <laughs> and that's why you need Christian identity. So right. Tanstoffel is just a straight clown. And in my opinion, that's why I never dealt with the guy. He's just a straight piece of shit. But somebody could at least like someone like him or this the brother Nathaniel Kapner guy, right? Somebody, right. somebody can at least say, well, at least we know they're Jews up front. And I can see why some of these guys would excuse them. I won't. And we shouldn't anyway. We shouldn't pay any attention to But on another level, Kattner. for us to tolerate people that are hiding that they're Jewish and clearly are. 
You know what I mean? Like this Enoch character really, really bothered me the most out of all of them. Because he's hiding it in plain sight. He's hiding it. I mean, he's admitting that he's done enough work for whites and that he should be allowed in. Yeah. You know, it was one of his quotes. There's something to that effect that, you know, I think if Jews do enough work and they should be allowed into the fold, or, you know, if not, I wouldn't be let in. You know, and that, that kind of comment. And here's the deal. Like all those guys at TRS and for that matter, Daily Stormer now. Know full well that this guy's a Jew and right. completely accept the fact that now, like I said, there's a, I'm not with either camp here, but there's the camp of people who will say, well, at least, you know, uh, Nathaniel Kapner was honest about being a Jew up front. He thinks he's white now because he's left Judaism, which is BS. We know he's ethnically an Edomite. And so no matter what happens, he's a Jew and he's always he's a, Jew, be a devil. He's a Jew. He, he's, his purpose is to convince dumbass whites that they're a good Jew. Judeo-Christianity all over Right. Well, so, I mean, Christianity—that is—that is the defining line as to what a Jew is. A Jew cannot pander back and forth between, oh, it's a religion, oh, you know, we're people. Um, you know, that Christianity says what they are, as well as identifies them and and points the finger at them as the enemy. Period. It's clear. It's and, clear. yeah. We were talking clear. about this outside earlier, right? It's clear in the scripture. Right. Where God tells Gideon. Right. It right. Was, Your army is too big. Reduce it. Because I, I don't want you to win this with a big army because I want it to be clear that it's me, God, that's winning this. And, 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 and that's the problem. These these guys, they don't believe that sort of thing. And if you're not going to believe that you 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 serve a God that can cut your army down. Narrow because, is the game. because he wants to, he wants you to win the war, and he wants it to be clear that he won it for you. If you don't believe that, then you've got to compensate with kikes and niggers and whatever right, other kind right. of trash you, that right. you, you you have to make the, 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 the Sotomayor nigger that's always with David Duke, right? Right. You you feel you have to make alliances with the others, right? Where, and, well, that and was my whole point. Is is how are we sitting? Yeah, you know, I made this point with these guys over that were backing the TRS clown. And this is before I got it, figured out the whole weave stuff or, or concretely knew what weave was. I, I said, how can you make an excuse to be a white nationalist? I said, the biggest enemy we have, the only enemy we really need to fight here because the rest of the muds and the poop skins, they have no cause in any of this anyways. They're just going to fall to the wayside once we stop feeding them. Is the Jew. And I said, how do you lay in bed with the Jew at the helm and then still fight them. How do you lay down? It's like, you know, that just doesn't make any sense to me. You, there, I don't care what he's done for the movement and what he, he's done so much. What has he done? Got everybody to worship a frog? Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on. This is, this is explained in a, in a simple statement that all of us learned as kids that it's, you're letting the fox watch the hen house. Yes. Come on. It's that. Freaking simple. Um, That'd be a good title for a show, actually. Yeah. I, I got the wrong stuff. Well, that works too. <laughs> the but wrong yeah, stuff that. I that mean, order. and and this isn't this isn't like you know the Girl Scout organization here. You know, this is white nationalism where people are looking at the the longevity of their own people, the survival of their own race. Uh, acknowledging that there are people and entities out there actively trying to exterminate us because, you know, as far as I'm concerned, as a good generality, I think anyone who comes to white nationalism 
recognizes that there is a problem out there, you know, that the, the white race is diminishing not only in, in size and number, but in, in power. And, you know, we're, we're just actively uh, discriminated against. And the, the fact that these, these people aren't recognizing the enemy, even though they're told who the enemy is. Well, they want, they want to believe that there's unicorns out there, as I think Mike puts it. They want to believe that there's good ones. My Little Pony, is that a millennial thing? I don't, yeah, probably. No, that's a brony. Or right, a but the, you know, the Bible that. proves yeah. only yeah, good Jew is. is a dead Jew. Hey, it is. <laughs> Period. Period. Well, the, I just, one of the smartest Jews in history was Judas. I don't know about you guys, but I think that there was somewhere written in the 14 words. It's, I think it's the 16th and 17th word about it's okay to miscegenate with a quarter Jew and have little Jew babies. I don't know. You guys read that somewhere, right? Well, well they use those. That, that they, <laughs> that they cite Hitler's or, or the National Socialist Nuremberg laws. Yeah. But that was a mistake. That was yeah. a mistake. The right. National it, Socialist failed. it failed them. It Hello? failed them. Yeah, that's, let's turn toward these, we, these, we these Nuremberg laws that failed them, but we let's are, not turn to the Christian laws which brought us world hegemony. We're supposed to look at history and learn from the mistakes of history, not repeat them. Right. Well, I still have a question about this Daily Stormer website, whether this whole thing is a big sham. And I, to, yeah, you know, my gut feeling is that raising yeah, $150,000 you know, in, in 2012, Andrew Anglin, was campaigning against whites. I, I got the, the the podcast on my media sharing site, right? That I got from TalkShoe. Now this podcast can still be found on TalkShoe if you know how to do it. Andrew Anglin claimed to have bought the rights to this podcast. That's bullshit. He didn't buy the rights to it because every TalkShoe podcast is made you agree when you sign up for a talk show account, every podcast is made under a Creative Commons share and share alike podcast. I challenge Andrew Anglin for, to sue me for having that podcast post. He can't. As long as I'm not doing it for profit, anybody can post it Very because easy. it was made under a Creative Commons license, share and share alike. That's the license. That's the terms. And the terms of the license cannot be changed after the podcast was created. That's the way I know because I'm a talk show member too, right? I have a lot of my own stuff on talk show. Yeah. Now, in this podcast, Andrew Anglin was promoting the destruction of the white race. He was promoting that the intermixing of whites with other races actively. And he said many other things that would be revolting to white nationalists everywhere. Now, this is 2012. And... In a short time after that, he became a great advocate for whites and white nationalism. But I understand that you could change your mind, right? We've all been somewhere else in the past. Mm -hmm. But if you change your mind that radically in such a short time, you should take the time to explain how you changed your mind and why you no longer hold to those ideals that you held in the past. Right. Yeah, I don't right? think Christ knocked him Explain, off his horse and blinded him. Right. He didn't have a road to Damascus event. Mm -hmm. right. Explain your transition. He never did that. He's done it a few times, and, and I've brought this issue up to him, and not to defend the guy by any means, because what he said was false in that show, but he's 
he has brought up is two or three times that he was interviewed. None, none of them that I did. I was, I didn't bring it up in none of them because he already addressed it himself. But um, in that show, he was, you know, appeasing. I guess like the one character we were talking about earlier who lives pretty close to here, some mulattoes or some truther type half breeds or something like that. And uh, I wouldn't accept that because appeasement, somebody that actually has principles. Well, right. He didn't. He, he didn't went way beyond appeasement. Right. He went way beyond appeasement and advocated the destruction of whites. And, and I think what he was saying in there is because they had led the conversation. And I, it's been a minute since I heard this again, but they had led the conversation that's saying without identifying Jews as not being white people, because that, well, we were talking about this earlier. All Negroes think that Jews are white. Right. And if you look at Jewish action and, and blame and the whole crowd of whites for it, too, that's what they were leading with that is because there was no discussion to separate Jewish action from white action. And then they came in and then with that comment that Andre meant to miscegenate to take away some of the intelligence of whites for being so destructive. Yeah, you know, I, so, I, I don't accept his apology. I've listened to the whole podcast and there's a lot of stuff in there that is right. very anti-white. And he might be explaining no it away. no Jews in there. That's he, the problem. He might be explaining it away like that. But even by 2012, he himself should have been able to separate the Jews. Yeah. Um, well, and not only that, I mean, if you're taken, if, if, you know, if you're supposedly, um, you know, a white nationalist, what are you doing on a podcast where? Well, he wasn't white nationalist at the time. Oh. He would, like I said, I knew this guy since 2005 when he ran outlaw journalism and associated with the guy closely that I, and as a narrator in Missing Links, not the Jam Junior guy, but the guy in the first chapter, which was a Pakistani Muslim, ironically. But wow, he, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, this is my uh, Alex Jones days are coming out of them barely. Yeah, right. Well, um, you've explained your transition. right exactly. I've explained it many times, but he um, used to associate with him, and like I said, he even wrote articles back then against me because I was starting to get to the Jewish issue without the race issue yet. And there was a big article that Andre wrote against me, you know, chastising me in a three-page article saying, oh, Mike Delaney says it's the Jews, you know. So there was quite a bit of time. And then I guess from what I know of him, he went and taught English in Asia for quite a long time and then came back and started up total fascism. Started up total fascism after a string of yellow monkey relationships. Right. 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 Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's the, the perfect course of action <laughs> it's a natural progression right you know you bang some asian chicks you become a white nationalist makes sense to me i mean yeah like i said i'm not trying to defend a guy because his actions are repulsive at this point with the jews yeah i just i know a good right. background of him probably more than most anybody does because you know, and I didn't, like I said, I never got along with him for at least those first eight or nine years. We always bought heads. And then when he started the total fascism, I didn't even know, realize that was the same Andre I knew back then because he reinvented himself at that point. You want to say it like that? But he's reinvented himself several times. Right, right. Which shows I've seen that with a lot of old yeah, you know, that, people that, I've worked with, too. To me, he, he's very shallow. So he has no solid anchor, no solid foundation. If you don't have a, a good foundation in real learning, you're going to be shallow and change directions with the wind. 
and reinvent yourself again and again and again. If you develop a good wealth in Shang from the beginning, you won't change your, your wealth in Shang. You won't change horses in midstream. You won't. If your worldview is based on something of solid substance from the beginning, you won't change with the wind. And he has changed with the wind. Well, as, let me ask you this, just devil's advocate here. Has he changed or progressed? I think because, like I said, I see him doing a couple of progressions that I did the same thing. You know what I mean? It's not like he went backwards because total fascism was kind of just anti-Jewish and, and fascist philosophy. And Daily Stormer was him getting pro-Hitler. Yeah, you know, pro I think that the Daily Stormer was better a few years ago. Oh, absolutely. Today, the Daily Stormer yeah. is reduced to childish memes and, yeah. and insipid articles. Like that. It went downhill badly. Does, I don't really look at that site at all. But do, doesn't he still take a very flippant attitude about his past? Like, you know, the, vid the videos, the videos about, you know, with, with, the, with the Asian broads. I mean, I yeah, see. Yeah, but this, the, the, I mean, again, the Asian bras, a lot of people race mixed before they became aware. Right. I, 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 no, but I mean, doesn't he still tell? Listen, I was with a nigger. I made a baby with a nigger. And right, I'm right, here right, now. Right, right. But I don't talk about it. I, I don't make jokes about it. Right. That's. But I seem to recall having looked at his site and read things that, you know, like he, he and I, it's more things I've heard other people say because I don't really go there. But doesn't he kind of have a flippant attitude? Like, doesn't he make jokes about it? I mean, if he might have at one point, like, like, like I said, look, he addressed not only the Asian dating thing, Hasn't he, but that me? podcast, oh. like two or three times on official podcast. And when he did that, he, he basically told everybody, look, I'm not going to address it no more. If he does, he's going to chastise it. I mean, the, the guy does, let's face it, he gives a lot of traffic. If everybody new came along, it was like, yeah, one right. by one. It would be right, right, but what he should have, I mean, is a, a bio that is a yes, bio absolutely. that addresses that, so that he could just say, "Hey, haven't you read my bio?" Or... He does. It says, "I love Jews now." <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that, that's the bottom line: is that he's accepting and promoting yeah. Jew after Jew after Jew. It's not I mean, just I, my. I could have swore somebody recently Don't forget the monkey. Yeah, and, Some, and a few months. Somebody too. recently pointed now. Maybe it wasn't Anglin himself that wrote this, but it was from the Daily Stormer, where it was talking about advocating, like having sex with non-white women that it doesn't really matter as long as you're not breeding or something like right that. it was, something, it was like something like that i don't know if that was a comment section or an article or or what have i you. i mean i you know i i we'd have to pull something like that to yeah you know but but you know the point is that you know i mean i did what i did and and i'm not going to go into all the details about it now but i've explained in great right. detail you all know how i got from one point you know from there to here but but um, you don't hear me making jokes about it. It's not funny. Well, I, I think it's right. not funny I, at all. I think the right. big thing is Anglin has had pointed out many times that any type of any fraction of a Jew is intolerable. And he has waffled on this now to the point where he's actually promoting mostly Jews. Right. And that's just I, I, I can forget about anything he did in the past when it comes down to that. He has gone in the wrong direction. Yeah, he's backed up from where he was, yeah. where he should be, which is basically yeah. a personal identity. 
if he well, qualifies. Forget the Christian identity. But yeah, they where he was, like, well, like Bill said a couple right. years ago, where his site was at, yeah, was all right. It was a good stepping stone. You know? was, right. He, plain and simple, he obviously knows that Jews are not white. Plain and simple. To be even involved with one and on a white nationalist site working together in the advocation of white nationalism and supporting other Jewish websites. You don't get much more hypocritical unless you're a Judeo-Christian. Yeah, Yeah, they're actually, they're probably at least as dangerous. Yeah, I mean, these churches are horrible. Pretty close. (laughs) Got to break out the hypocrisy meter. Yeah. It's just disappointing because it seems to be coming from every angle. And now you have, you know, there's a, he, he got a lot of people's hopes up on, on this Trump election, which didn't work out right. Right. But I, I think it's, he's just, he's doing the same thing. He's, he's trying to promote some sort of political solution. There is no political solution to this mess. None. There's no, none. And we have known it. Identity Christians have known that for years. Uh, I mean, I wrote an article on, there is no political solution nine years ago, but I was late to the game. Other identity Christian pastors have written on that 30 and 40 years ago. They knew there was no political solution. That this is nothing new. It, right. It's he. Yeah. You know, I gloated on, on, on my, um, and, and a lot of my comments were aimed at him. I gloated that back in March that I had said a year and a half ago that Donald Trump existed to make white nationalists look stupid. And I said it several times in several podcasts and it was aimed at Anglin and, and people like him who promoted Trump incessantly. And now they were feeling the burn back in March. They were feeling the burn and Anglin came out and, and Bob pointed it out to me. Anglin came out and said, Oh, there's no political solution to our problems. Well, we've been saying that in Christian identity for decades. We've been saying that. Yeah, it's it's just another kind of Eli James move after the fact. Yeah, know? right. And let's let's just waffle on that and move on to the next thing and hopes that you know people forget that you know I was getting them all excited right. about. Trump but he took this. all this alt right. He helped. He didn't. He ain't the only one, right? He took all of this alt right energy and and all of these. Um, millennial kids and pumped them up with with hope in this Donald Trump, right? He pumped them up and they ignored, the whole alt-right ignored all of the obvious signals that Trump was sending out throughout the entire campaign that proved that he was never a racist, that he was always in bed with Jews, that he was basically another internationalist businessman and didn't really care about whites. And Trump said it over and over again. Oh, I want America to be for everybody. Uh, I want everybody. And and he had all kinds of multicultural messages throughout his campaign that all these alt-right people just ignored. I'd say, I'll be quite honest here, I have a completely different view than probably Almost all you hear about the Trump situation, but we don't have another two hours to to deal with that. Um, And I'm not saying Trump is a political solution. I agree with that statement that there's no political solution. And very simply put, I guess I'll get into it a little bit. I looked at Trump as hopefully being a catalyst 
Yeah, not the not well, the problem. That's so big. Yeah, that's, yeah, but you have to yes. come out and say he's a catalyst. Right. Well, that was yeah, saying, like, no, I, mean, I was like, this guy. Like, these these people days, all right. put hope in him that he was going to fix right. things. Right. Now, being a catalyst, I wanted him to be a catalyst. Right. I was hoping he'd win, but because the 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 the, the, the cultural Marxists and the anti far and the leftists and the Black Lives Matter group hated him. Right. Right. right, right. And and I wanted. I was hoping that he would win to exacerbate division, right. not to fix anything, not to create a white nationalist yeah, America. We all that. knew Trump right. was never going to do that. Right. But these alt-right people wanted him to win, pushing the idea that he was going to create a white nationalist America and, quote unquote, fix things. AKA There's a huge difference. That's what they want. They wanted libertarianism. Itself. Right. There's a huge difference, and it's it's fine, right? Okay, let's hope Trump wins. Why? Because the niggers will go haywire. Right. Cool. Right. right. Let's hope Trump wins. Why? Because he builds the wall. He ain't building that <laughs> right. wall. He ain't fixing right. nothing. He ain't sending the Somalians home. He ain't fixing the the, the immigration problem. He ain't sending all the Mexicans back across the border. He might have shades of civic nationalism, but since when do white nationalists, since when do racially aware white nationalists get excited about civic nationalism? See, I think what these guys are ignoring, Bill, and what has been pointed out, not just by me, but the fact that we have two Jewish factions fighting one another. Yeah, right. They have different ideas. Yeah. Right. They're still both Jews, so well, you pick team A or team B. And Team A, I'm going with was Trump because I figured he'd do the best job at exposing stuff. I didn't think yeah, Hillary yeah, right. Was, and and Hillary that's the, the, the Marxists getting. And I had, yeah, I you know, say the, the I Marxists getting all upset. upset. But I had that. It, it's, hope we wanted Trump to exacerbate the divisions. Yeah. Right. 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 But we never had hope in Trump that he was going to fix anything or, or reverse the damage being done to the country, that this damage... Oh, you that can't reverse this. You, you can't know. reverse anything. I mean, seriously, come on. There's no political solution because politics is the problem. Politics right. equals compromise. There is no politics in Christianity. There are no politicians in Christianity. No. Uh, Except I think James. Right. I, I think, you, you know, you used to get stoned for that stuff. <laughs> There's no compromise. That's, that's like, I, like yeah. I said, politics equals compromise. You know, period. one more critique I have, uh, a personal critique or criticism I have of Andrew Anglin of Daily Stormer is this otherwise great idea of this book club that he wants people to meet and network, but he's absent of it himself. Now, how do you be... A public individual like him with his real name out there, he put his driver's license on total fascism at one time. Everybody knows he's from Ohio. And he's I short. met him for 10 Everybody minutes. knows he's from Ohio and he's short. Right. And I got to meet him for 10 minutes after knowing him, I don't know, 12 years? Well, it was several years ago I met him, but he's promoting this book club idea, but yet he's completely absent of meeting people himself. And that right there bothers me, and it, it probably bothers anybody else that should know that Unless you get to meet the people, especially the ones that are in charge of of leading dissent, if you will, uh, it's important that these individuals are met. You know. Well, that's why we travel, right? That's why I'm. And here. you probably talk about 
some of the people you've met, I guess, recently, if you wanted to. And yeah, we will another time. It's getting yeah. late, okay. but, but that's why we're here. We're, right. we're, we're we're going to Wisconsin on this trip, and then cut back down through Arkansas and Louisiana. Right. But yeah, like I said, the book club and the idea of networking with people is a good idea. Um, I just yeah, you know, there, there are good ideas, but but yeah, you know, to encourage people to um, have face to face contact is just unnatural that we should all be doing. It, yeah. It's no big deal. It's no brainstorm. I mean, Identity Christian Ministries have had book clubs and and. Right, and all kinds of ways for people to get together for years. He's not doing doing anything. He's not breaking any ground. No, I, I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying that I, I find the irony in him promoting his, him idea, himself he not being there. Right. That that's kind of weird, right? Yeah. I don't think he reads books. I, I think he only reads <laughs> Mike Enoch and and <laughs> David Duke, maybe. Most of people don't read. You know, it's funny. We've actually gotten rid of a few people. Because they wouldn't meet us. Yeah. One right. specifically in Florida, right? Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Very suspicious. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I, I, I've had people refuse to meet me and, and held them in great contempt for that. Yeah. Because they didn't want to meet. Yeah, there's been a few like that too that are, that, you know, I, I reached out and was like trying to meet and anywhere. It doesn't yeah. have to be on, in their house. Yeah, I mean, I'd meet you at a police station Jeff lobby if you feel scared. I've been posting right? <laughs> and, and I did it. Well, when I started to travel, because I couldn't travel before 2012, we all know why. Right. When I started to travel in 2012, I posted every planned stop on my trip on my website. Now I'm doing it on Facebook. I'm not doing it on Christiania, but I'm doing it on Facebook. I'm posting every stop on this trip on I Facebook. I did the same way, same thing encouraging here. Encouraging people that are in the areas that we're traveling through to contact us so that we could meet up. Right. And I, I met, exact same thing well, we like stopped it. in Florida. I, I, I had a, um, a League of the South conference to attend. Wonderful people and, and, um, said the opening and closing prayers and was invited to do that. It was a great, it was a great event and, and we're very happy we did it. And, and then we traveled up through Georgia and North Carolina and South Carolina and North Carolina and, and met probably eight or 10 people that were all Christian identity from different places in, in those areas. And, and now we're here in Philadelphia and, and we're going to, um, through Pennsylvania, we're going to meet somebody for lunch on Wednesday that we never met before. That's Christian identity and go visit an old friend in Western Pennsylvania. And then we're going to Eastern Ohio to spend some time with another Christian identity brother that we've never met before. So, so, and, and actually there's two right there in, in that area around Youngstown. Several. I know Young, yeah, it is several, but there's two that have contacted us around Youngstown that, that, um, we hope to meet at the end of next week. And then we're going to Clifton's house and from there we're going to Wisconsin and, and we hope to meet some people in Indiana along the way. And, and that's to get FaceTime with people. And, and I think it's important for me to do that so that people, can meet me and see that. Well, because this is just unreal, right? Yeah, that, that, is, you got to get off the that internet. What I say on the internet and and what I write on my website is really what I am. Right. To me, that's important to do. Yeah, right. You just you just put complete tangibility behind everything that you post on the net. Right, but some of these 
that this that this Andrew Anglin, where, where is he? He's in Europe most of the time, right? Right. Or supposedly in Europe most of the time. Well, I mean, I, that's why the the name of my blog on the Christogenia Forum is Walking the Walk. You know, how can you, how can anyone accept leaders in their ranks that do not follow the the basic tenets of what it is that you're supporting? You know, this is, I mean, this is white nationalism. How can you have a non-white at the head of whatever organization? I think we should all have um, unicorn Jews. Well, we all do somewhere, so I suppose. <laughs> okay, well, is that it? I, I think we said everything that we set out to say. Yeah. We will be here, um, well, well, we'll be here next Friday from Pastoria, Ohio with Clifton Emmeheiser. Thank you for listening. Praise Yahweh, the God of true Israel. And good night. Praise Yahweh. Good Don't you know that?